0: Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the episode. This one feels so weird because I'm sitting in the corner right now and my friend is just staring at me through the window. So guys, this is funny. I'm I'm just going to roll with it. We're just going with it. This is the one I'm using. He's just giving me a look now and now he's leaving. But um, he's probably going to go honk his horn because he did that. No, he's actually leaving. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so thankful to be back at school. Um, I am back at Ravencrest. Uh, super excited to see what the Lord is going to do while I'm here. I'm sitting in my car again. I'm actually facing um, what we call the Ridge House is where we have all of our meals. And it's snowing outside while it's sunny. And it's just been a beautiful day. And it's been so nice to see... Just this winter season and like how things are cold and how things are, um, you know, growing underneath the snow and you may not see this growth, but it is happening. And yet, it's so beautiful at the same time. Like the snow literally is sparkling and the sun is just shining and it literally looks like God is just dropping glitter from the sky. And I'm just amazed by the Lord's beauty. So that to give you a kind of an image of where I'm at. Um, I'm such a visual person so I don't know if that helps any one of you but um so yeah welcome back everyone I know it has been a few weeks since I posted a podcast episode but a lot has been going on I have been just oh going through a lot um a lot of good good things but my mind has definitely been elsewhere so I do apologize for not recording and posting an episode um for a bit now, but hopefully we'll get back on track. Um, I kind of want to just give a brief overview of what I've been going through lately. Um, So Christmas break was quite busy with many special moments with family and friends. Uh, During break, I realized I was having a really hard time trusting God though. Uh, Some things were starting to happen and I was just having a really hard time trusting the Lord. That's Really what it comes down to. Um, And so some things also were coming up when I was talking with my mom one day and she just was like, Kayla, I think you're kind of living in this mentality um, where everybody's against you, including God. And so that started opening my eyes to realizing that there is some things that the Lord and I need to process and work on um, with each other. And so I just felt led to go through all of my journals that I've written in since 2010. I had about 15 journals and I wrote down every moment, um, that I felt fear, rejection, lies, or other things that were in those journals. And it was about six pages worth of all of those heartbreaks and um, heart issues. And yeah, just a lot of things that I experienced as a child and teenager. So I can share more of that some other time. But basically, to wrap it all together, Christmas break was full of healing, um, full of a lot of tears and just letting go of things. And yet it was really just full of beautiful memories at the same time. And I'm really, really thankful for that time that I got to have at home. So before coming back to Bible school for this next semester, I felt like the Lord was giving me this phrase, new beginnings. He gave me this phrase, um, Freedom season. That was the phrase he gave me for the first semester. And then for the second semester, all I've been hearing is new beginnings. And when I first heard that, I was terrified. I was like, God, you know me. Like, I either I have a really great time with change and I'm a very spontaneous person and I want to have change because I get bored in life. Or on the flip side, I don't like change and I want everything to be in their little order, you know, all the ducks in a row. And so hearing that, I was just like, I have no idea what you're doing, Lord. And that was hard for me, too, because I'm such a, you know, planning type person. Like, I want to know exactly what's going on. And and so for me to just hear that phrase again and again and again. It did start bringing up fear and anxiety as I was getting ready to go back to school. Um, But this is truly just where the Lord has been really opening up my heart and teaching me so many beautiful things um, that I'm excited to share with you guys today. So coming back to school has been truly amazing. When I first came back to Ravencrest, I was coming out of a really hard place this summer. So in September, the first time I came, um, that's the mentality that I was coming with. It's just really hard on myself and just, yeah, it was a really hard place to be in. Between being in that hard place and not wanting to build new community after some unhealthy experiences in another community a few years ago, I was not ready to build new friendships. In September, when I first came, I was carrying that very heavy load. I was also down a lot of the time, and I basically tried to be a hermit until the Lord started convicting my heart in October that I could not do that and that He placed me here in this season for a reason. Um, not trying to be a poet here, but uh, he truly has placed me here in this season, and I had a choice on how I was going to treat it. If I was going to be a hermit and just stay in my room and, and not experience the things that God wanted me to experience, or if I was going to go outside of my comfort zone and to push through that and to learn the things that he wanted to teach me. So that's when he brought more healing and restoration, which I shared about in my last podcast episode. So coming back to Ravencrest this time, I have truly felt like a new person. No matter what these new beginnings hold, no matter the pain or the joy I would experience, I have truly felt peace. And I didn't realize that I was carrying such a burden in the first semester. And as I said, I still don't know what these new beginnings are. Some things have come up recently that have brought me to my knees. Literally, I've been praying so, so much. They've really caused me to put my trust and hope in the Lord, because these things are things that I have no control over that I wish I did. Instead of desiring control, I'm wanting to choose to say, not my will be done, Lord, but yours be done. So this is my heart behind this week's episode. So three things that I've had to choose to remember lately is one, God is good. Two, God is good to me. And three, God is good at being God. Through one of these circumstances that I've been going through lately, I thought that I knew what was best for me, but I have to remember, and I've had to continually remind myself, is that God is truly good, and he's good at doing his job of being God. If I tried taking over, quite honestly, it would suck. I mean, like the world probably would burn if I tried to take over my life, and I truly have had to believe that he is trustworthy instead of just saying it. I've had to truly, truly believe that and walk out in that place. And I, to be honest, have had a really hard time believing that. But that's something that the Lord is still working on inside my heart. And so that's the place um, that I've been in lately. I'll expand on that more in a second. Um, But that's the place also that we see jeremiah in the beginning of the book of jeremiah wow go figure um (laughs) jeremiah prayed for god to make known to him what the plans were that he was to walk in and god told him everything in the book in the beginning of the book as well as whenever jeremiah was doubting he heard god as god told him what he had in store for him jeremiah would make excuses We so often ask God to show us what to do, but then we make excuses or we're asking to hear God's voice, and yet we're not willing to look at our own hearts and go through the heart surgery that he wants us to go through. We say we want to hear God's voice, but then we choose to walk out in fear and being comfortable instead of the plan of the Almighty God. A question one of our teachers asked us in October was, do you really want God telling you everything that he has planned for your life? It made me question, am I letting God lead me, even if he shows me the way that I didn't want to go? If he told me everything that would happen in my life, then I wouldn't rely on him. But what a joy it is that I don't know the plans that he has for me, since it gives me a greater reliance on him. It's a joy to truly let go and to rely on my beloved. I have the joy of waiting, and I have the joy and peace of being patient and truly trusting in his ways. It's an adventure or as Russell from Up says, adventures out there. But realizing that God is trustworthy truly just changes your perspective on so many things in life. Jeremiah was so focused on not doing a good enough job of prophesying, but God never asked him to do a good job. God only asked him to do something only God could accomplish, to follow him wholeheartedly, even if he failed or messed up. We go about life focused on trying to do amazing jobs, at following in obedience or listening to his voice. But what if we simply just walked and kept our eyes on Christ? You know, God called Abraham to just start walking. Abraham had no idea where he was going. And yet the Lord just told him, just start walking. So what if we just did that? We just started walking by keeping our eyes on Christ, not knowing where we're going, how it's going to go. No matter what fear tries to distract us, we just keep our eyes on Christ. We wouldn't make excuses because we would realize that he is enough and that's all that matters. If our eyes are focused completely on him, there won't even be room for our eyes to be on ourselves. I want to be careful that my response doesn't start with an I, but it starts with a statement of trusting God because greater is he who is in me. It's about and for him. It's not for ourselves. It's not if we're comfortable or if we're doing a good job or if we know exactly the next thing that's coming all that matters is it's for him. We're never ready, but God is, and he is worthy. Once Jeremiah stopped making excuses and started walking in obedience, the the things that he was speaking to the people that God commanded him to speak to didn't happen for another 70 years. Wow, more waiting. Woohoo! We all love the waiting process. But in chapter 12, people were starting to doubt if Jeremiah even was a prophet because they weren't seeing these prophecies being fulfilled. He even had doubts if he heard God right or even if he heard God at all. And it made me think when I was reading through that in October, if I knew God was telling me something, would I doubt him if I even didn't see this thing coming to fruition for a while? Would that lead me to care what people thought of me? Or would I live knowing that my God doesn't just say things to tease me? He truly is a God of being intentional, and He is a gentleman. He doesn't just say things to tease us. That led me to the story of the Israelites walking around the walls of Jericho in Joshua 6. God asked the Israelites to march around this huge wall of Jericho. And I'm sure before they even started, they had plenty of opinions or fears, as we all do. (laughs) But God didn't ask anyone for their opinion he just asked for their complete obedience. For six days, they marched around this huge wall and nothing happened. And to be honest, I'm sure they questioned if they heard God right. But I'm also sure that they had fear and unpeacefulness. And they were probably tempted to stop marching since nothing was happening. But they kept taking these steps of obedience, step after step. It's hard to continue marching when we don't see God move the way that we thought he would. It's hard trusting when he's working behind the scenes because we can't see what he's doing. What do we do when he asks us to move in ways that don't make sense to us? How do we keep marching when the situation looks hopeless? One of the ladies that kind of is a mentor to me here at school, she just told me the other night, she's like, Kayla, literally all you need to do is walk in simple obedience. And she said, also, all you need to do is walk in humble obedience And that truly is what it is. It's it's humble, and it's simple, and we make things too complicated sometimes. But truly coming back to what if we just kept our eyes on Jesus, and that's all that mattered. She also encouraged me to rest in my good shepherd. You know, in Psalm 23, it talks all about our shepherd. And in John, it talks about hearing the shepherd's voice. So what if we truly just rested by the streams of water until he told us to get up and to start walking? That's all that it takes is just keeping our eyes on our good shepherd. How do we keep marching even when the situation looks hopeless? That's a question that that continually comes to my mind. And that's something that Lisa Turkers says in one of her devotional books. She said, God promised Joshua he would deliver Jericho into their hands. And that's exactly what he did on the seventh day. This victory happened because of their unwavering obedience to a loving and mighty God keep trusting, keep taking step after step when we don't understand the why of God's ways, but we do get to keep choosing him and to keep choosing to follow him. He always has a purpose behind all things and he is trustworthy. I appreciated how real Jeremiah was when he basically was saying, is this a joke, God? Are you teasing me? And then his response changed to praising God and walking in obedience again. In Jeremiah 15, 18 through 21, God reminded Jeremiah of his promises in this very real and raw conversation. God just required Jeremiah to return back to him. Since coming back to school, I've had a situation come up lately that has really made me return to the Lord. It has truly made me rely on the Lord, and it's truly brought me to my knees. It's something new, and it is something that is scary at times. And the control side of me is wanting to control every side of this and to just know the answers and know what God is doing. But then fear also comes in. And the fear of being a disappointment comes in. The fear of hearing God wrong or the fear of walking in my flesh instead of the ways of the Holy Spirit. The fear of failure and the fear of rejection. But I just want to know what God has in store for this. But something the Lord keeps reminding me of is this. Just be. Just be still and know that He is God and that I am not. Just be and don't try to figure out all of the answers. Just be and don't try to take control. Just be and trust my King who is working. God just wants me to come to Him, to rely on Him and remember His promises are true. Such a simple but beautiful and powerful truth. I'm even thinking about how Jeremiah still loved God when it was hard and when he didn't have all the answers. A loving relationship with God is worth it, even on our worst days or even on the days that have a lot of fear. Jesus is better. Not easier, but he is better. Even Elijah went through this in 1 Kings. Elijah was seeking God to see if he would do what he expected him to do. But then Elijah started running in 1 Kings 19 after getting a death threat from Queen Jezebel. This fear and despair now came from unmet expectations. God didn't fix things in the way Elijah had thought, but nonetheless, he did lead him, except the Lord led him to the wilderness in 1 Kings 19. After all, that's often where God takes his people to teach them his perspective that blooms into deeper faith. In the wilderness, if where the Lord gave Elijah a second chance to face the same struggles he's been dealing with before he ran and hide. This time, Elijah saw God's plans as good. God's plans don't have to match our plans for them to be good. Sometimes in the wilderness, when you feel the furthest from God and feel like God is the most silent, it's in that place that God answers and moves the most. And something that I thought about a few years ago was this, the fact that You know, God totally could have taken the Israelites straight to the promised land from Egypt, but except he took them in a roundabout way. And I'm sure they even looked back on those moments and were like, whoa, God, hold up. I thought you wanted our best. You know, like you're good, you're trustworthy, but why aren't you taking us straight through? And if he had taken them straight through, he wouldn't have performed all of these miracles that showed just who God was in a much deeper and beautiful way. Yes, it would have been easier. Yes, it would have been more simpler and probably faster, but yet they wouldn't have seen this character in this side of the Lord if they hadn't gone in that roundabout way. So friend, whether you're trying to figure out what God's voice sounds like or where he is leading you, maybe for this season or, you know, maybe you've already walked in obedience, but you're not seeing the fruits come forth. Remember this, that he is good and he is trustworthy. A friend told me this a few days ago. She said, there are times in life where he does lead step by step and is very detailed and specific, but there are also times where he gives us permission and freedom and to say yes for that initial step. The rest comes by faith. We trust that he has called us to this place, person or thing, and out of pure faith and trust in him, we act on that until there isn't peace, there's a closed door, or he blatantly says no. So let's choose to walk by faith and not by sight. To take God by his word and to hold fiercely to his promises. He is present in this very moment and his plans are good and he can always be trusted. Our best tactics when struggling with obedience or when we can't see the whole plan is to worship. To read his word and to just give it up to God and to let go. Let him fight for you. You need only to be still. The devil wants you freaked out with fear, but God wants us standing firm with faith because he is the one who is faithful. So friends, this is just something the Lord has been teaching me um, of recently. And um, I don't want it to come across as I have these lessons already down and I'm good. And I don't need the Lord anymore because that is so far from the truth. This is a hard battle for me in this time. Um, And it has been for years of learning how to let go, learning how to surrender, learning how to trust God and know that his desires and his ways are always better than mine. But what an amazing opportunity it is for me and whoever else is going through this to be learning these lessons in the here and the now. That's such an amazing thing to do and to learn. Um, And so I want to be thankful for these lessons that we all get to learn and you know, to put on patience and to put on love as Colossians 3 talks about. Um, God has given us these amazing opportunities to learn these things so that we become more like him and so that he receives the glory. And that is such an amazing blessing. I want to leave you all with two songs that have been of huge encouragement to me lately. And the first one is Thy Will by Hillary Scott. And the second one is Singing in the Victory by Austin Stone Worship. Both of those songs just point my eyes directly to the Lord as I'm learning how to trust him more. And so I pray and hope that they will do the same for you all too. So if y'all need any prayer or need encouragement, please feel free to reach out to me um, over Instagram or if you have my number, feel free to text me or call me. And um, yeah, just know you guys are not alone in learning how to trust the Lord we all have to go through it. And if we just keep our eyes on Jesus and have that response that Jesus had, even obedient to the point of death on a cross, when he said, not my will be done, but yours, O Lord, then I believe our hearts are in the right place. And so I would encourage you all to just have that heart posture and to spend that time with the Lord and uh, yeah, to just keep your eyes on Jesus. (laughs) So I'll talk to you guys hopefully soon. If not, please don't give up on me. I just am trying to figure out time balance and it's very difficult. So anyway, I will talk to you guys soon and yeah, hope you're doing well. All right. Bye.